talk about today. I don't fucking know what we're gonna talk about today. I don't fucking know. We gotta hit the high note high. <laughs> we gotta hit the high note high. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it is me. Yeah, boy. Stu. McAllister with me as always are the dogs. I got Wean Dog over there on the end of the couch and Sadie Dog's making an appearance today. Hey Sadie Dog, what are you doing over there? You lying next to Wean? You being a good girl today, Sadie? Look at me. Look at me when I'm yelling at you. Don't you ignore me. I know you're not deaf yet. You can hear me because I'll say words like treats. Oh shit, she might be she might be deaf. She didn't respond to treats. You want to go for a walk? Oh, she responds to that word, though. <laughs> a trick to you two. We ain't going for a walk. We're going... <laughs> Wean Dog's ears just perked up again. We ain't doing that. We got a podcast, dogs. We got a podcast. You know we podcast every day. They're like, we don't give a fuck about podcasts. <laughs> It's raining outside. You guys don't want to go outside in the rain. You hate it. But hey, everybody, it is the Elemental Podcast on Thursday, the day of Thor, March 24th, 2020. Dose. How's your day? Has it been a good day? Has it? Yeah, it has. Make it a good day, everybody. Make it a good day. It'll be a good day for you if you if you make it a good day. I, although, uh, I can't lie, I don't fucking always believe that shit. I don't believe in the, uh, the power of positive thinking. I don't believe in it. Because <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> I believe in the power of negative thinking. Uh, but, but you, you got to try and revision things, I guess, right? You have to. You should. You should do your best to try and make things good. I don't know. You get, It's the whole thing of, like, if you get stuck in, like, believing that everything is shit, then everything kind of becomes shit. Uh, that, that the, the, the realization of it all. And, like, if I, I, you don't want to get stuck in the quagmire. I often get stuck in the quagmire of, it's shit. Things will always be shit. I fucking hate shit. But uh, but what are you going to do, man? Because sometimes, sometimes shit just happens to you. And I guess it all becomes about how you respond to the shit. Shit, shit. How do you respond to that shit? I don't fucking know. You just got to, in your brain, be like, well, yep, it's going to be no shit day. Am I going to sit back and take that shit? Or am I going to say, fuck you and fuck that shit? <laughs> fuck that shit. Oh, hey, everybody. In case you didn't know, in case you're new to this podcast, uh, this podcast is constant swearing and occasionally funny. So if you are if you came here for the swears, fuck yeah, you came to the right spot. If you came here for the funny, ah. Eh, Go listen to another podcast. I don't know. What's a funny podcast? Uh, is Joe Rogan funny? I don't think Joe Rogan's funny, is he? It's more him kind of ranting and uh, interviewing people. I don't know if it's funny. Uh, Mark Marin, WTF. Is it funny? 
I don't know. It's more him ranting and uh, interviewing people. It's the same shit. If you're looking for interviews, fuck, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I used to interview comedians all the time back when I was, uh, for those who are, if you're new, uh, I'm Stu McAllister. I used to tell jokes for a living. I used to do social work for a living. Now I don't know what the fuck I'm doing for a living. I've had so many jobs lately, it's fucking crazy. Uh, but back in the day, I used to interview the, the uh, comedians that would come to Dr. Grins here in Grand Rapids. I've, I've interviewed relatively famous comedians. I mean, people that you might know. Roy Wood Jr., I've had him on the podcast. Alonzo Bowden, I've had him on the podcast. John Reap, I've had him on the podcast. You'll have to go back and look in the way back. Go in the way back machine if you got one of those. And you can find my old podcast. Uh, I also, uh, this podcast used to be called Studio 1534. And if you search way, way back, because I've been doing this podcast for like 10 fucking years. Fucking Christ. That's like uh, a fucking 10th of my life has been sent, uh, spent podcasting. <laughs> I didn't podcast as frequently as what I do now. And sometimes I took breaks. I think there was a long stretch of time where I was like, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Because it was, uh, yeah, for the most part, podcasting isn't bringing any money into anybody, right? You do it for the love of the game. And so for a long time, I did not love the fucking game. I just got tired of interviewing fucking comedians. Fuck. Asking them the same questions they've heard hundreds of times. Fuck. How'd you get into comedy? How do you write your jokes? That, that was me asking the questions. When I fucking hate those questions, I, I would get asked those questions. I'm like, fuck. Fuck and fuck. So I don't I don't have guests on too much anymore. You had a couple co-hosts in the day. Uh, but then it's uh, a lot of it's just, it's become too difficult to have co-hosts. I'm the kind of guy, I like to podcast when the, when the feeling hits me. I mean, I podcast daily, but I'm like, all right, got to get up, look up shit, podcast, boom. I don't want to be like, all right, we'll see you at seven o'clock. We go to podcast. I'm like, fuck that shit. The, re all, the rest of my life is all about fucking scheduling. You got to go into work at a specific time. And because I'm at work at a specific time, then I got to eat at a specific time. I got to shower at a specific time. That's once a week. <laughs> I got to do the dishes. Shit like that. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't like doing it like that. I like doing it like this. Now. When? Now. Podcasting now. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to podcast shit. I mentioned that I have, uh, I've had a lot of jobs over the pandemic. I think I've had seven jobs in the last two years. <laughs> a lot of you probably haven't had seven jobs in like 20 years. I'm always amazed at people when I hear they're like, yeah, I've been here for 15 years. Yeah, I've been here 20 years. Fuck. The longest job I think I ever had was, uh, working at a psych hospital. I was there for eight years. That was a long time for me, eight years. And I never looked at it as, this is my job. I'm going to be here forever. It's weird. 
you're supposed to, I guess, right? Uh, excuse me. You're supposed to look at your job and go, I'm going to be here forever. But a lot of jobs are just shit, right? And you're like, fuck, this isn't, this is not a career. It's a fucking job. It, I, it pays me money to live. It pays me money to fucking eat and pay my mortgage and shit like that. But fuck it. I've, ha I've had numerous conversations about this. I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I get stuck in this fucking rabbit hole a whole lot. <coughs> and I need to stop. Fuck. Perseverating. It oh, hi, Sadie. She just popped her head up for some reason. I didn't say treat. <laughs> so I actually... Tomorrow's my last day at the my current job. It is my last day. And I'll tell people tomorrow. Although... One of my coworkers found out yesterday, and he goes, "I come into work, and he's like, oh, little birdie told me that you're uh, you're leaving.'" And I was like, "Ah, fuck, yes, I'm leaving." And I told him, "I said, hey, I, uh, I'm, I've taken a new job. I'm going to be a forklift instructor." And his eyes got so wide, and he's like, "What?" And I was like, "No, I'm kidding, man. I'm not." And the reason I said that is because I do, I am forklift certified, uh, but I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not super good at it, everybody. I can do it. I'm just relatively slow. And uh, I get it done because we, the job that I currently have, we got to move these skids. The skid itself weighs like 150 pounds. So the skid's heavy. It's this metal fucking thing because it hold, holds something very heavy. And I'll talk about that when I'm actually done with my job. But uh, so he, I'm not, I'm not super good at it. Like there are good portions of the times where I will get off the forklift and I will tell my coworkers, "You fucking do this," <laughs> because uh, I think they get frustrated because they're both. I have two coworkers who drive the, the high lows as well. And I think they get frustrated with how slow I am. And they are both very anal people. They're very OCD in how the things are lined up and everything. And I don't get everything quite perfect to their standards. And I'm like, well, you fucking do it. I'm at the point where, because I, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm very different than both of them. And I think it's because life has beaten me down and both of them are still young bucks. They're both fucking young people with their life ahead of them. I have, I have no life ahead of me. <laughs> I got nothing to look forward to. And I'm like, ah, this is off an inch. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I give the fuck up. So uh, so it's funny. So I told him I was going to be a forklift instructor, and his eyes got so wide. and it was, He was like, what? <laughs> and I told him that I wasn't, but I should stick with it. If I tell other people, I'm like, yeah, I got a job as a forklift instructor. Yeah, I know I just learned like two weeks ago, but fuck, man, you can you can lie to people on resumes. I don't know if you guys know that or not. You can lie. Although I uh, I will say this, the new job that I start on Monday, man, their fucking background check was incredibly thorough. And it, it was very frustrating. And I think, uh, I'm not really sure why, like it was all financial shit, like they were just looking up taxes and shit. And I'm like, fuck, uh, how are you guys not, because they kept asking me for pictures of W-2s and stuff. And I'm like, apparently you guys got into my tax shit. 
You have my social security number. Look up that shit. You'll find shit. Do you think I'm fucking hiding money somewhere? Do you think I fucking have a Swiss bank account? Fuck. I drive a car that's fucking 13 years old, you fucks. <laughs> I live in one of the worst fucking uh, zip codes in the city of Grand Rapids. Come look at this shit, you fucks. I don't have money, you assholes. I fucking have a podcast that has six listeners. <laughs> you dicks. So uh, I start that job, the new job on Monday, and it's pretty amazing. The boss there, my new boss, soon to be new boss, he called this morning to check in on me. He goes, hey, you're starting Monday. Looking forward to seeing ya. I was like, oh, fuck, what? It sounds like this guy gives a shit. It's unreal. I wish more places were like this. Now, like, this corporation that I'm going to work for is another international fucking business. And I'm not going to lie, everybody. I've worked for very large corporations in the past, and they've all proven to be fucking huge monoliths of shit. <laughs> They, where they seemingly don't give a fuck about individuals. Uh, they don't give a fuck about human beings. And it's because there's so many of us that I think maybe ultimately they can't. And so it makes you go, fuck, I would rather work for a small company where there's like six of us and everybody knows everybody and there you go. But then the problem with a lot of companies like that is like they can't necessarily afford to pay you very well, which I mean that it's the, it's the trade off. But do you have to trade off? Fuck, I don't think you should have to trade off, but apparently you do. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be first shift. My quality of life will probably get better. Um, it's going like the job I currently have is a it's a very physical job and it's a cold job and I think my life will get better like this new job also will be relatively physical but it'll be different than what I'm currently doing and I when I get home at night I'm getting home at like midnight and I'm tired and my hands hurt and my back hurts and it fucking sucks balls so I'm really looking forward to the new job. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Although I can't lie, I looked forward to the job that I currently had. But uh, I think just working the second shift made me realize, oh shit, this, this job is not for me. So whatever. It's all good. They're not going to miss me at this old job. They won't miss me. It's fine. It's fine. They'll, they'll, they'll live. I'll live. It'll all be good. It'll all be fucking good. <laughs> I hope. Guys, I have a uh, store on Macari. I hate bringing this shit up. But I feel like I have to pimp it. And it's funny. I did have a, I have a listener of the podcast. And she messaged me yesterday. And she's like, I had a dream. And in the dream, you were promoting your Macari store. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Because, yeah, I do it. I know I do it a lot. But uh, it's to make a little extra money. You're like, Stu, what's Macari? Macari is like a combination of eBay 
and uh, Facebook Marketplace. You post things for sale up there, and uh, people can uh, counteroffer whatever your price is, and you can accept it, or you can counteroffer it, or you can decline it, whatever you want. And so my Macari store is mostly sports shit. Jerseys, bobbleheads, hats, autographed shit, things of that nature. I made a couple sales yesterday. I sold a Pittsburgh Steelers mini helmet. I got a bunch of other mini helmets, if you like those. You know, they kind of fit in like the palm of your hand kind of thing. And I sold a book, because they do have some non-sports things. I sold a book as well. So, uh, if you want to check it out, that'd be great. I got a link to my store on my Twitter page and my Instagram page, so you can check it out. I try to price things fairly, everybody, because I don't want to fuck around with people. I don't want to fuck around, so I'll research shit. I'll look at what things similar are being priced at on eBay or uh, Macari, and then I'll, I'll price things on the low end. Why? Because I'd like to sell this shit. Am I making a ton of money off this shit? Fuck no, I'm not. But it's fun. I like it. And if I can make a couple extra bucks, it's great. And uh, so it's just me. I search uh, the interwebs for stuff. And then I try to buy things on the cheap. And I try to sell things for a little uh, little extra bucks. Right? So you're paying me for my time and energy, essentially. I mean, I have the product. But then you're like, oh, you found this product? And now you're going to send it to me? Well, fuck yeah. There you go. Right? So there you go. And I got a lot of shit that I got to post. I got some stuff yesterday and I got some stuff this morning. And uh, some real nice shit. Now, I'm a fan of Stefan Diggs. I don't know if you guys know him or not. He's a football player. Plays for the Buffalo Bills. I've done, I did a Buffalo Bills podcast on Sunday that you can find for free on the Elemental Podcast uh, uh, page, or wherever you listen to this shit, you'll find it. Maybe you listen to it. I don't know. But Stevon Diggs is a wide receiver for the uh, Buffalo Bills. But before he played for the Bills, he played for the Minnesota Vikings. And I have a very nice, very nice uh, Stefan Diggs sweater from when he played for the Vikings. It's super cool. To be perfectly honest, if it was my size, I, w I would probably keep it. But it is not. I think it's a small. I'll have to go back and look at it again. But it's uh, it's very nice. That's the kind of shit I sell. I know a lot of you have fucking just hit the fast forward button. I don't blame you. Good for fucking you. Uh, I know when I listen to podcasts and they start playing their commercials, I just hit the skip button immediately. I don't have sponsors. Nobody's fucking paying me, god damn it. <laughs> Probably because nobody wants to sponsor podcasts that's nothing but swears and obscenities. I can't necessarily blame them. Would you want would you want this fucking podcast to represent you? Unless you were like, I don't know, what's what's like a weird fucking company that wouldn't give a shit if people swore uh, a, a weed dispensary? They probably wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, a tattoo parlor? They probably wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, I don't know what else. That's probably about it, right? 
how do I approach businesses or companies and go, hey, fuck, you want to fucking sponsor me? And they'll be like, fuck no. And I'll be like, ah, you're right. You're right. Can't argue. Someone who does swear a whole lot, fuck me, man. Ah, he gives me a run for my money, I think. I mean, I think I I swear more, right? I Clearly I do. I know I do. I fucking swear a shit ton. I love it. <laughs> uh, Howard Stern. Do you guys listen to Howard? I know he's on XM Sirius or Sirius XM. I don't know what the fuck it is. He's on that. So you got to pay for it. I don't know how much it is. But I have it right now for free. I got three months of the satellite radio for free. And I'm not, uh, I have only listened to Howard. <laughs> I was like, all right, what stations are Howard on? He's on, okay, he's on 100 and 101. 100 is like the, the day of podcasts. And 101 are like replays of old podcasts, recaps and whatever. And I love it. I even, I used to listen to Howard all the goddamn time when he was on regular radio. I fucking love Howard. Uh, he's he's a little older than me, clearly. I don't know. He's probably like 15 years older. But I just fucking love him and his interactions. And he has this huge group of, of people that have surrounded him to make the show great. And I <clears throat> I always loved it. The, the cast of characters, another favorite podcast of mine or show of mine was the Dan Lebitard show where it's just like, there's like two people. It's Dan on the Lebitard show, Dan in Stugatz. And then there's like all these regular cast of characters and they're not on all the time because you shouldn't be on all the time. There should be one, two voices and then a couple people chime in occasionally. You cannot fucking have seven people on the air at all fucking times. There are other podcasts like that. And you're like, fuck, who the fuck is talking? Who the fuck's what? Jesus, it's 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 bad and it's wrong. But I love how, it's Howard and Robin. Robin Quivers are like the two. And then, you know, you get fucking uh, whoever else. Fred, Gary Delabonte, the fucking whack pack, whatever. It's fucking great. And I love it. So I've just been listening to it and it just makes me laugh. It's all fucking swears and inappropriate shit and sex stuff and whatever. It's just ridiculous. And I love it. Uh, yesterday he was ranting about, you know, I haven't listened to it in fucking years because I haven't had access to it. And there's something wrong with me. I have a hard time paying for shit <laughs> and uh, justifying it. So uh, I haven't. I should. Maybe I'll continue it if I can get it for cheap. We'll see. But he was talking about apparently his parents' health are in the shitter and he's kind of taking over for them. And it's just, uh, he's bemoaning the fact he's struggling with it. You would almost hope for uh, your parents to fucking just have like a quick death, not like a slow decline into dementia or Alzheimer's or cancer or whatever you know they're, they're just fucking the thing's getting dragged out for years you know and i'm not saying like i you want your parents to die you, you clearly you don't but you're like ah fuck it would just be better if everybody got hit by a bus or something <laughs> well today's the day you get hit by a bus just step out in front of it and it's all over there we go 
but he was just talking about it. And I'm like going, and he's in a position, you know, Howard's clearly a very wealthy man where he can handle a lot of shit and he's just struggling with it himself. So it's all awful. But Howard, Howard had, um, he was railing, which he loves to do. Uh, he was railing against uh, Donald Trump on the Wednesday episode. And I, I did not hear this part of it. You know, I, I pretty much only, clearly I'm only listening to it in my car. I'm not in my car as much anymore. But he was railing against Trump. And he said something that I kind of believe in. And I've said on this podcast, he was talking about the Republican Party is going bonkers. He said the GOP is the wacko party now. He's like, there's so many wackos. I miss the old Republican Party used to have, used to be nice to have a two-party system. And um, I kind of agree with him. Like, I liked the two-party system. It just kind of made it easier but clearly within both parties, there's always going to be splinter groups. There's people who are like, well, we're a little more progressive. We're a little more conservative, whatever. It isn't, you know, it isn't black and white. Within both parties, there's the shades of gray and whatever, and that's fine. But I've said too, I'm like, I don't even believe that Donald Trump is a Republican. Donald Trump is his own thing. And I know he came up with the term rhino, Republican, a name only. But I've said, you're the you're the fucking rhino, Trump. You're not a fucking Republican. He's his own fucking thing. Because I've asked Republicans. I've thrown it out there to people. I'm like, does Donald Trump represent you as a Republican? And I've never gotten a straight answer from everybody. So I don't know if people think I'm just saying shit or if they don't want to answer it or what. But I... I truly believe that Donald Trump, even though he's classified as a Republican, he's not a fucking Republican. But Stern railed into them saying, you know, the Republican Party are these people who refuse to wear masks. They refuse to get vaccinated. And he's like, uh, he's like, it's weird. He says only 65% of Americans are fully vaccinated. And I can't help but think the wackos are winning. Trump, uh, or sorry, Stern also gave Republicans who believe Trump's big lie about the 2020 election a reality check. Uh, Trump has claimed the election which he lost was rigged. And Stern agrees, just not in the way the former president thinks the rigging, according to Stern, is the electoral college system, which allows someone to lose the popular vote as Trump did in 2016 and still become president. The stupidity of the way we have set up our voting uh, set up. The system was rigged. Trump's right. It was rigged in his favor. It was absolutely absurd that this guy got to be the president of the United States. And, you know, he goes on and on and on because that's how it does. He kind of fucking rants. He perseverates kind of like I do. Tangents, although I think he's better at handling tangents, maybe not straying quite as much as I do. But I just love it when he says shit. I think he takes shit a lot more than I do. He's got a fucking bigger audience. I got six people listening to this shit. He's got at least, you know, five times that amount. <laughs> this is weird. It's just weird. Conspiracy oriented fucks. Those two fucking bitches. What's her name? Marjorie Green and Lauren Boebert or whatever their names are. Those ladies who totally fucking believe all these conspiracy theories. I, I, how do people live like that? 
How do people like that get voted into office? Are they serving their constituents? I don't even think they're serving their constituents. I don't even know who the fuck they're serving. Sometimes you just got to be like, yep, we lost. Okay, how do we regroup and do better for everybody? Because even when you win, let's say you win, you're serving everybody in your fucking constituency, even the people who didn't vote for you, right? You're still fucking serving them. You're a servant of the people, a public servant. Let's get shit done. Fuck, I, I know not everybody's always going to agree on everything, but fuck me, came Compromise, man. You learn to share. Remember that? You used to watch Sesame Street and you were in kindergarten or whatever, and you learned to share, to try to get along with everybody. You don't always get what you want. You don't always get what you want. Fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. I don't get what I want. I don't get what I want. All right. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Oh, uh, I talked about this story. Story. Yesterday on the Patreon. About uh, this basketball player who played for the uh, Arizona. University of Arizona. They beat TCU in March Madness. I don't know if you guys are watching it or not. But he beat him. He's a good player. He's a guard, sophomore guard. And he scored like 30 points for Arizona. They crushed TCU. And uh, when he left the court, he's going back in the locker room. And he's got his hand out like he's going to start high-fiving people. But apparently when he stuck his hand out, he did a little uh, titty twist to uh, TCU cheerleader titty touch. He did a titty touch. And every, you know, there's video of it, and you can you can go find it easy enough. I mean, it's a very quick video; it's like six seconds, not even. And you're like, yeah, he touched her titty, and it's weird. The the cheerleaders are like the guards at Buckingham Palace, where they're just kind of like standing there, and they're not letting anything kind of fucking uh, distract them. So he touched her titty, and she did not respond. She did not slap away. She did not take her arm down. She did not turn and stare at him. She didn't fucking yell at him. Nothing. And it's just very, very weird. Like, I don't know why he did it, but clearly he did it. Because like I said, he had his hand stuck out. I thought he was, like, going to start high-fiving fans or something. But no, he, he fucking did the old titty touch. But apparently he is now trying to apologize. The guy's name is uh, Benedict... Matherin, Benny, I'm going to call him Benny. Benny said, I actually sent an email trying to reach out to the cheerleader. He did it through the TCU Athletic Department. He's like, I reached out to her and that's it. Because he's looking to apologize. And here's the thing, everybody. Here's the thing. One, I guess good for him for reaching out to apologize. But, uh, would he have reached out to apologize if there hadn't been this hullabaloo about it? If there hadn't been this video about it? Like, he's probably like, yeah, I fucking, I'm the man. I just scored 30 points in a fucking game where we won. I totally dominated. I'm the man. Now, let me touch your titty. These are the rewards. To the victor go the spoils, which apparently in his brain is titty touching. So I'm not really sure he would have apologized because did he understand like, hey, you can't just go around and touch titties. She didn't say, hey, would you like to touch my titty? 
And he was like, yes, I would like to touch your titty. Now, excuse me while I touch that titty. So I don't know if he would have apologized because he just reached out and touched it. <laughs> what was that? There used to be an old commercial, reach out and touch someone. Wasn't it for like a long distance phone company? Way back in the day, everybody, uh, you used to have long distance service on your phone. It used to cost more money to call long distance. God knows why it did, but it did. And so people wouldn't call until like, what was it, 9 o'clock or something? 8 o'clock at night? Then you could get it for free or cheaper or whatever. You didn't have to pay extra. But I could have sworn there like, was like AT&T reach out and touch someone. Then he, he did AT&T reach out and touch some titties. I gotta touch that titty. That's what I do. I touch some titty. My name is Stu. No, no, it's not Stu. It's Benny. Your name's Benny, and you touch that titty. <laughs> um. And uh, does so? I want to know though. Uh, does it does it make things better for him? Like, okay, he reached out to her. He's apologizing to her, and God knows if she even got it, because he's doing it through the TCU athletic department. I don't know if it necessarily got to her or not. Does it get to the cheerleading coach, and then the cheerleading coach passes it down to her? Benny goes, shortly after returning to Tucson, I was notified the people on social media were claiming a video clip. Or sorry, this is not from Benny. Uh, this is from uh, Arizona athletic director Dave Heek. Dave Heek. Shortly after returning to Tucson, I was notified the people on social media were claiming a video showing Benny uh, may have made physical contact with the TCU student while walking off the court. I reached out to TCU's athletic department and I spoke with uh, Benedict. While he does not recall any contact, he has attempted to reach out to the TCU student through their athletic department to apologize. Again, uh, he purposely stuck his hand out. TCU has not made any public comment on the matter. In the video, Benny bowed toward the crowd and entered the Arizona locker room with his arms spread wide. In the midst of that, he appeared to touch the TCU cheerleader's chest. Titty. Just say titty. Though his head was turned away and she made no immediate reaction. Yeah, because she was fucking uh, like a guard at Buckingham Palace. She's a goddamn fucking pro. Oh, you touched my titty? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you wanted to touch my titty. I got nice titties, but I'm a goddamn pro, and I'm a fucking TCU cheerleader. Uh, Horn Frogs for life. <laughs> right? I think that's their name, the Horn Frogs. What a dumb mascot. But anyway, the dudes reach out to apologize. Uh, whatever. We'll see if uh, there's ever a TCU cheerleader follow-up. I think she, in turn, should get to touch his junk. She should fucking uh, get to do a, a, a nut knuckle. <laughs> she should get to knuckle his nuts. <laughs> That's what I think. But what do I know? What the fuck do I know? What the fuck do I know? I don't know much. I don't know much. You know who else doesn't know much? Oh, I'm good for fucking her. Uh, Britney Spears, holy shit. 
She doesn't know much, and that is fucking amazing for her. Because uh, she's involved in her own world. She's a megastar. You know her. Uh, you, you love her, possibly. Leave Britney alone! Remember that fucking lunatic? Anyway, Britney Spears is caught up in her own world and life and whatever. And apparently she's scrolling through her Instagram. I, even celebrities do dumb shit scrolling through social media. But uh, apparently she came across some fucking Instagram live feed from uh, DJ Disick, who uh, I'm not going to lie, everybody. I don't really know who the... Uh, I'm sorry, his name is not DJ Disick. It's Scott Disick. Isn't there a DJ Disick? Am I wrong? Or is Scott Disick a DJ? And that's why I think his name is DJ Disick. I don't know who he is. Apparently he's Courtney Kardashian's former boyfriend. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't like knowing the fact that I have his name in my brain. But apparently him and Pete Davidson were together. And uh, Davidson was filming himself on the couch. And uh, they were taking a nap or something. And the caption was reading, Boys Night Was Wild. And Britney Spears thought it was funny that she saw this video and she reposted it. And she goes, sorry, I had to repost this. No idea who these people in the video are, but it made me laugh so hard. And I love the fact that she has no fucking clue who Scott Disick or Pete Davidson are. God, I would love to live in a universe where nobody fucking knew who those two fucking idiots were. Oh my God. Every fucking day, there seems to be another goddamn dumb thing about Pete Davidson. You know, when I'm looking for shit to look up to talk about for this podcast, I know you're like, oh, and Stu, you don't take any time. Yes, I do. Yes, I I at least five minutes (laughs) of searching for horse shit to look up and talk about. And every fucking website I go to seemingly has some dumb new thing about Pete Davidson dating Kim Kardashian. He's getting blown up into fucking space. He's getting into fights with Kanye West. He's do he's fucking dating another hot chick. Whatever. God, I don't care about him. I don't find him funny. He's the scrawny little fucking dude who I don't know why is popular. He sucks. Americans love mediocrity. He's media. Then I should be more famous. That just dawned on me. If America loves mediocrity, I should fucking be at the top of the game. This podcast is less than mediocre. Fuck. But I love the fact that she has no fucking clue who they are. Oh my God, it's the greatest of all time. It's always funny though. When people who are like that far ahead with fame and whatever, and then they just don't know like the simplest of things because they're not exposed to it. Like when they ask uh, rich people, like how much does a gallon of milk cost? And they'll say something ridiculous, like, I don't know, $20 a gallon. And you're like, holy fuck, milk's more expensive than gas, you asshole. What the fuck? Just crazy, right? So good for Brittany. I wish I didn't know who Britney Spears was. 
But uh, the, every media keeps shoving shit in your face. I wish that there was like a, a filter. As much as I hate filters, I hate photo filters. I saw this photo filter of this woman on uh, Twitter. She was a Buffalo Bills fan. She's a Bills Mafia fan. And so Bills Mafia shit pops up in my timeline all the time. And apparently she just got like a new Bills sweatshirt or jacket or something. And she's like, just got the new jacket and made my day home a lot better or whatever. And the picture of herself was so fucking filtered. I was like, I, can't, I don't even know if you're a real human being right now. Like, it's just like, what is the, what do you look like in person? That's what I want to know. Like, stop, everybody, stop. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. Fucking be happy with who you are and just post shit. Because then I can only imagine this woman, if every picture of her is filtered and then she fucking meets up with her Tinder date or fucking plenty of fishes, whatever, and they meet up at Chili's. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck, you're not the person I saw on fucking Twitter. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's just crazy. But I wish there was a filter on social media that could be like, I don't want to fucking ever see the name Pete Davidson again. Fucking take it out. I don't care. I don't care if it's fucking Pete Davidson is now the owner of the Buffalo Bills. I don't give a shit. When someone actually would tell me in person that Pete Davidson was the owner of the Buffalo Bills, I would then have to quit my job, go back to Buffalo, and murder Pete fucking Davidson. I would have to do it, everybody. For the sake of uh, God and glory, I would have to fucking kill Pete Davidson. He, he is not allowed to own the Buffalo Bills. I would murder that motherfucker. Who would you murder, Stu? I would murder Pete Davidson if he became the owner of fucking the goddamn Buffalo Bills. He's not good. Tell me I'm wrong. T t let me know if you like fucking Pete Davidson. God damn it. Um, someone who I don't really like. I'm actually kind of indifferent to him. I acknowledge all the things that he has accomplished. A very successful comedian. Um, he was someone that I... Uh, way back in the day, I don't want to say I emulated him, but I used a trick that he had used. And I had to do it differently. But uh, the six and the success for me clearly was not there. But uh, I'm talking about Jeff Foxworthy. You guys know him. You might be, you might be a redneck. And Jeff was the guy who, you know, kind of came up with the shtick. And it worked for him because he's this southern down home out on the range kind of guy. Blue collar, working on my truck. You know, he's that fucking dude. And um, it worked. And I used to really like it. But, I mean, that's the shtick. And it never really grew, right? I mean, he's been doing it since the fucking 90s. Fuck, maybe even the 80s. So he's been doing the same shtick like 35. 40 fucking years. And does it work? Absolutely. But as a comedian, as a guy myself who was trying to do comedy, 
I feel like there needs to be growth and change, and you kind of let Shtick go, even if it worked. And he just never really fucking let that Shtick go. And maybe because the fans don't allow him to do it, right? Um, Jeff did something a long, long time ago. Jeff was from the uh, Atlanta area, Georgia area. And there was a comedy club in Atlanta called The Punchline, right? It still exists. It's not... It, it all kind of blows. It was a great fucking club. Um, it had its own building. It was a very weird building in a very strange spot. But uh, it was super nice. A lot of fucking history. But apparently the club didn't own the building, I guess. And a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago or whatever, the, the, the person who owned it, like, sold it. I don't know. Fucking probably made a shit ton of money and sold it. And so... The club got kicked out, and now it's kind of like, I haven't been to, like, its new spot, but apparently it's, like, in the back of a restaurant or something shitty. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you this straight out, everybody. Clubs need to have their own building, right? I, it's weird when they're attached to something else. Like, now something else can be attached to the club. Like, the club can be the club, but then it's got, like, a bar attached to it. Or it can have a little restaurant next to it or whatever. But if it's fucking, uh... Hey, welcome to fucking Applebee's. Oh, you're here for comedy? Yeah, that's gonna be in our side room, right? And then during the week, that side room is used for fucking banquets or whatever else. I, it's just weird to me. It's just weird. Uh, but back in the day, what... Jeff, when he was first starting out, what he did is he had uh, all his friends and family, w they would write letters, because again, this is pre-internet, pre-email, pre-all this shit. So people would actually write letters and make phone calls to the club, and they go, hey, we would really love to see Jeff Foxworthy play at your club. We will come out when he comes there to like, to make it seem like Jeff was bigger than he was. And back in those days, again, it's like, how do you check this shit? Who the fuck's Jeff Foxworthy? I don't fucking know. You just kind of, you ask around, and if, and if enough people fucking uh, get you to believe something or tell you something, you're like, well, I guess this is true then. And so that's kind of how he got in with the punchline. He had he, he admits to it. He admitted that he had friends and family and coworkers, whatever, because Jeff... As much as you might fucking think he's this fucking idiot, he actually has, like, a degree in engineering or whatever, and that's what he fucking was. He was He's a smart dude. Comedians in general, I'm not tooting my own horn, but comedians in general are usually pretty smart dudes. Even though they might talk about their dick a whole lot like I did, they're pretty smart people. So he came up with that stick. And I tried to do the same thing, too. I did the same thing, but this was the day and age of, like, there was internet and stuff like that. So I just had people email the club and message them through social media. And uh, it got me some time. I actually was able to perform at, at the uh, punchline, you know, as, like, a guest spotter, you know, on their open mic night and things like that. But, uh, you know, and then that was it. I never got booked there to work a fucking week, which I was always bummed about. But, hey, life uh, life doesn't always work out in your favor, right? Life isn't always fucking great. Sometimes life is shit. <laughs> but anyway, apparently Jeff's got a new special on uh, Netflix. It's called The Good Old Days. 
Ah, uh, fuck. And this this is the part that I hate because, you know, Jeff's older than me. Jeff's probably in his early 60s would be my guess. And he, he's kind of like a boomer. And I fuck the good old days. Fuck all this remembering shit. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's just dumb. Because it's like us versus them. And I never like us versus them when it comes to like, we're old and they're young. Ah, oh, fuck. Christ, who cares? But apparently he told a joke about how um, he was a kid and he played sports. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, if you wanted to win a trophy, you had to come in first place. And I guess it's kind of the crack at, like, millennials getting participation trophies and shit like that. Everybody's a winner kind of thing. And uh, I don't. I don't have any kids, um, so I don't I don't know how it currently is. You know, I, I don't have to deal with shit. I know when I played, it was like, yeah, if you got stuff, you fucking, you had, you had to win, and there you go, and that's sort of how it is. I, I don't think I ever got, I take it back. When I played Little League Soccer, everybody would get, like, a, a, a medal or whatever. Like, thanks for playing. Here's your medal. I've run 5K races or whatever, 10K races. Everybody gets a medal or whatever. Hey, it's a it's a finisher's medal. You finished it. Eh, hey, great. That's great. It, it's never, it never meant uh, that much to me. Maybe it means more to young people. Like, hey, I did it. I did it. I don't know. It just didn't mean anything to me. But to me, it's the joke of, it, it's just a fucking, it's a hacky joke. And I find comedians who are so far ahead of shit that they're telling shit that's just so fucking hacky. They don't know it's hacky because they're not out there grinding. They're not out at open mics. They're not out performing every night because they don't necessarily have to because, oh, I'm Jeff Foxworthy. I'm a game show host. Uh, I do this, that, and whatever else. And so they're not out there. They don't even necessarily realize that the joke they're telling is fucking garbage. Like, I remember some joke. Uh, Roseanne Barr told a joke about fucking how long CVS receipts were. And I'm like, what the fuck? How are you? How has no one fucking told you that this joke is all shit? And it's just kind of disappointing to me that he told this joke and no one around him had the balls to go, man, I get it, but uh, maybe you should just stop, right? So apparently now there's a meme going around and everybody's fucking hammering the meme. You know, someone wrote, everyone's Netflix costs more because they had to pay Jeff Foxworthy to tell a 15-year-old joke. Yes, yes, the joke's old, the joke's shit. It was kind of funny back then, but not even really that funny. And part of it, too, is it's um, com comedians are better when they can come up with shit that an average, everyday, normal person wouldn't come up with. If this is a joke where your fucking neighbor came up with it, your coworker told it, or whatever, then you're like, oh, this is not a good joke because it's not very clever. Anybody could have thought of it, and it's shit. So, Jeff, I know you don't give a fuck about what I think, but fuck me, man. Have an editor or something to fucking go through your shit and go, yeah, cut this one out, man. 
And speaking of cutting things out, cut off that mustache too. Thank you. Hmm. All right, everybody, that's it. I am done. Thanks for listening to this bullshit. Thanks for wasting uh, 51 minutes of your life. Fuck. Hopefully you were doing something else and this shit was on in the background. You were cooking, uh, you're driving, uh, you're fucking having uh, sex. I don't know. How weird would it be if somebody was listening to this podcast while they were having sex? Oh my God, Stu's voice puts me in the mood. Bone me. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, if you guys could do me a solid like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, that'd be great. If you do like this shit, please consider subscribing to my Patreon. Patreon is a paywall, and uh, I put po- po- podcast podcast there every day. Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, pretty much the other five days of the week. Go check it out. Five bucks a month, that's it. It's the same shit, just more of the shit. So if you need more shit in your life... That's the place to go. Patreon, five bucks a month. Well, one less ice mocha mocha in your life. Starbucks doesn't need it. I could use it. Thank you. Please do that. I already mentioned the Macari. Check that out if you could too. That'd be great. Uh, I can't always get you specific things because I've had a lot of guys go, hey, if you can get me this and that in this size, I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't always work like that. But I, I will try. You know, that's why it's always better if you got, like, teams. Most of my shit's football, but, uh, you know, every once in a while I get some other shit. If you're like, yeah, I like the LA Lakers. All right, if I stumble across some Lakers shit, I'll let you know. Check that out. Uh, and then if you can do me a solid, check out these three things. First and foremost, Magic JBM. What the fuck is that, Stu? It's like, well, that's my boy John Midgley. Uh, he's a magician. He's a social worker. And... I don't know if you guys know this or not. I actually met John many, many years ago. Uh, he was a busboy at the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta. Yup. He was a busboy there. And that's how we met. Like fucking 20 uh, odd years ago. He was there cleaning up some shit. And I was like, hey man, that plate of fries. Uh, can I have that? And he was like, I was going to toss it out. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm hungry. Can I eat those fries? And he gave me those fries. And that's how we became friends because he uh, let me eat trash fries. And I appreciate that, John. So, uh, but John's gone on to bigger, better things. And uh, so I want you to go check out his Facebook page, Magic JBM. For all your magic needs, please do that. Then check out the Sunday Slaw. That's Adam and Stephanie House. They're a married couple that eats coleslaw together. Mm-hmm. Go check out their page. They post videos of themselves eating coleslaw and telling you yay or nay. They get very specific tastes in what they think good, good coleslaw is. I don't know if they've had the uh, coleslaw from Detroit Wing Company yet, but I've told them they should get it. It's good shit. So if you like coleslaw, check them out. If you like married couples, check them out. If you need help with a house, uh, check them out because Adam also is a realtor. And he sells homes, and he helps people buy homes, and uh, he can give you information, too. He's, he knows his job. He knows what's going down in Chinatown. So uh, go check him out, the Sunday Slaw. 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 And then, last but not least, my boy Matt Harper. I need to get him on. Uh, Matt Harper used to do the podcast called Another Episode Podcast, but that podcast is now on a hiatus. They're probably It's probably done. 
But podcasting's a weird thing. It's like comedy. Of like, yeah, you just come back and do it whenever the fuck you want. So uh, maybe he'll start it up again. But I need to get him on this podcast. At some point, I will plan to have him on. I will schedule shit. That's how much I like Matt Harper. I will go out of my way to schedule shit. And have him on. And we'll just talk about shit. But uh, Matt... Even though he's done podcasting, he's not given up his art. Matt is a talented artiste, and he has an Instagram page and a TikTok page for his art. It's Matt with two T's, Matt Harper Art. So go to Instagram, go to TikTok, buy some of his art, or commission him to draw some shit for you. So do that as well. Do those things. Uh, okay, I am done. I got shit to do. I got stuff I should post on my fucking Macari. On my Macari! And uh, two more days of work for me, and then I'm fucking done. And then that's it. So I will see you guys tomorrow uh, on the Patreon. And then Monday, if you guys aren't on Patreon, Monday, I will, uh, I'm going to go back to my normal time of podcasting in the evening because I start the new day job at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. is the time for me. 7 a.m. is the time for me to go to work. Do, 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 do. All right, that's it. I'm done. Love you. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.